Titles, go. Porch Pirates. Six tiny Grogu's. Like room temperature butter. <laughs> 23 flavors of root beer. Irish Santa. <laughs> 100,000 foot overview. <clears throat> Black mayonnaise. Toilet gaming. <laughs> Santa jubes? Reeks of Christmas. I'm sorry, Dan. <clears throat> Sofa King. Uh, so, are, are you paying? Helen Marin's a dude? Grandma's nutcracker. <laughs> For once, I'm happy he had a <laughs> perfect thing. All right, let's do this. Warning. What you're about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone anywhere ever in the history of the world you know fuck it you've been warned hello and welcome to this week's edition of geek pod i'm your host paul i'm hugh neolithic kev jack guys what's got you geeked well I told you guys about this a few weeks ago. Uh, I forgot to bring it up on the show. I'm just really geeked about my new knife. I have a global eight inch chef's knife. Finally went and, uh, you know, dropped a hundred bucks on a, on a knife. And uh, I picked this one because yet years ago, Anthony Bourdain famously said, all you need for just about anything you're going to do in a kitchen is an eight inch chef's knife. He was basically complaining about how guys would come into his restaurant and they got these big folds with all, all the, these knives. And he's like, there's nothing wrong with that, but really one eight inch chef knife from global and you can do just about everything you need to. And I never forgot that. And I, after years of buying knives that were okay, just kind of good. Um, I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm going to do it. I, you know, I, I want to have a good knife and man, I got to tell you this thing, I can put it on a pepper. I was slicing peppers tonight. And while I'm used to making a little bit of a motion, I can put it on a pepper and just press down anything and just press down and it slices through it. Mm. Like it's soft room temperature butter. It's amazing. I went, we, I mean, we had a fajita bowls for dinner. I went from slicing raw meat to peppers and onions, and it just performed beautifully about the only thing about it. Um, it I, I don't like, and this is just because it's an eight inch chef's knife. It's hard for me to scoop up and uh, put things in a bowl as I'm chopping. I have a, a Serbian chef knife, which is like really thick. And I, that's really good for that kind of thing, but I'm not sure I'd want to, cause I've cut myself with it twice. And both times I did not feel it and didn't even know I'd cut myself until maybe a few minutes later when I look down at my hand and I'm bleeding, like even after it was going, I still couldn't feel it. Um, amazing, amazing knife. And I know it's stupid that I'm excited about a fucking knife, but there you go. Is that, so I, I'm, it's an impressive knife and you showed us the sharpener and stuff. And I, I know we joked about it, but I thought, I actually thought it was pretty cool. The other knife you're talking about, is that, is that like the, the pseudo cleaver style? 
Sort of, yeah. It's it's got a a curve, and the, imagine a cleaver, but instead of it dropping down at the end, it kind of goes out. Yeah, okay. I've seen and it's those. made of um like a darker metal, black and and silver. Sometimes they call it Damascus steel, which isn't really a thing, um, as I understand it. But uh, but those are nice. You see them advertised on Facebook all the time, yeah. and. Um, I picked one up and I really do like it. It does keep a decent edge, not as good as this knife, uh, but it's really good when I have to chop lots of stuff and transfer it to a bowl. Like if I'm making soup or something like that, then I'm going to grab that because I'm going to be doing a lot of chopping. Outstanding. That's cool. Huh? No, um, what's honestly got me geeked. It's pretty simple. Um, the holidays are right around the corner. Um, <gasps> so, um, it was kind of cool. Like I woke up Sunday morning and like, yeah, we get older and we get up earlier for things because we want to be the first one there. And I don't want, no, I don't want to stand in line. I don't want to deal with that shit. So I know Hugh likes the artificial trees, but I still go the real tree route. Uh, I got my real, um, Emily and I picked up my tree. I uh, got a new tree stand because the tree stand shit the bed last year. Tree stands. Maybe it was just because it was right there, but 40 fucking bucks for a fucking tree stand. Um, wow, because artificial ones just come with something. Right. Mine was right in the box. Stand. Yeah. No, but it was kind of cool, though. You're looking for your tree, and then, um, like, Emily's never really done that before, so it was kind of nice to take her there. We never? To... Like, her parents never? Never. never. Wow. Never. Uh, next year, we'll chop down the tree, but uh, we went to Hafner's uh, and picked out the tree. But, um, like, I was like, where are you going? Like, we went inside, and she um was looking for a Christmas ornament. I was like, okay. Aww. She was looking for a good hour. And like I said, we get there early so she can do whatever she wants. So, so like she finds this, um, it's in these pictures. I think I sent it to you guys. This was an Irish Santa Claus. So it was a Santa Claus. If you scroll through all four pictures, like there's like an Irish Santa Claus. So she's like, I want to give this to you for your tree, which is really nice. So it was kind of cool decorating the tree with her because like I have some of my grandparents' Christmas ornaments, my parents' Christmas ornaments. She wanted to know what the stories were behind them. So I have some like ornaments from like the 1920s. So, like, I have some, like, really old ornaments, so I can tell her the stories. Uh, my mom gave me her choir people. Like, I came home one day this week during work. I was like, what are these? She's like, well, we're getting older now, and I want you to have things of meaning, she calls it. So, like, so it's kind of nice to, like, if you ever see my house around the holidays, I have my wreaths up. I have about, like, five of them. Like, I don't go all Christmassy, but it, it's, like, classic Christmas. It's not, like, throw up on a house, but you just, like, you have your wreaths up. You have your spotlight but I have like some um, all sorts of Christmas ornaments up at the house. So it looks really nice. So uh, you also saw the train. I'm a big kid at heart. So it's the Polar Express train. So it actually makes the whistle noise. And Thomas the Tank Engine was one of my favorite TV shows when I was a kid. And I always said to my mom, I was like, let's get a, a train around the Christmas tree. She's like, you get your own house, you get your own train. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm getting a train. So like literally... One of my first purchases was I bought a hundred dollar fake train, but it was actually a really awesome train. Oh well, why didn't you put a real train around your tree? I mean, for authenticity and stuff, have the rail workers come in, build the track for you, hire somebody to drive it around your tree. I mean, you want to be authentic, right? You don't want anything to be fake, Jack. <laughs> Whatever. Um, one year maybe, but this was kind of cool though. We assembled the train together, but it was neat. So just getting into the Christmas holidays though. Well, when you walk right through the door, reeks of pine, so it's a really good smell. So, getting ready for the holidays and taking her to <laughs> Alice this weekend to take see the Dickens characters and wrap up all the presents. And my Christmas is about done. I'm ready for it. Two weeks early. 
I actually, I finished my script. What's up, Hugh? What? I was going to say, just a suggestion. Don't ever use the word reek to describe a positive or good smell. That's usually negative. Like if you go to your girlfriend and go, you reek of that wonderful perfume, it's not going to go over well. That's why I followed up with you reek of awesomeness. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like it will be nice though. Um, I believe it or not, I've been done Christmas shopping since early October. I just had to get ready to purchase it. No, I don't believe that about. No. What you want? I'm. I've been. I'm. I like to be done early. Yeah, I'm kidding. I know you are, but I'm my done. thing. My problem with that is, and it's not a, a problem with you, Jack. Is that just in oh, general? Because we've I done the same that. thing. We try to Christmas shop early, and then it just means I keep fucking buying more. Like yeah. we're because you're a dumbass, and then it's like, oh no, that would be cool, and you add that on, or then you know your friend needs six fucking tiny Grogu's or something. And then you just keep going on and on and on. It sucks. Uh, like that's that why like literally, no, I like, you're right. Because like you finally push send and then, Oh, I wanted that one thing. I'm like, fuck, but no, like you just like set the limit and then you know when you're done. So I get it for sure. Probably mm-hmm. when I have children someday, I think I'll be like, yeah, I'm not even done to Christmas shopping. Like this Christmas segment, they're like, Jack, is your house done? Fuck no. I haven't even got started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to put Christmas lights up uh, tomorrow before I leave for the airport. No, there you go. Mm-hmm. Ready? So we we normally get our tree right after uh, well, the Thanksgiving weekend. Normally, and then whatever reason it didn't work out, so we're we're kind of behind the eight ball on that. But we went back to real trees a few years ago. Um, the the fake one we had was it was just shit, and it was either buy another fake one or go back to real and. Uh, Real supports local economies, and uh, you know the one thing I learned when I went to uh, when I went to environmental uh, college is that trees are our only renewable resource. So you should support the people that grow them and and uh, and keep keep planting them. So it, it it's it's a wonderful to to have it in the house, and uh, and it goes to a good cause when we're all done. It goes to feed animals, so uh, we donate ours to. Uh, uh, people that they give them to their goats or whatever. I don't know what the hell they do with them, but uh, they don't. They don't just go to a, a landfill. I just, so, no, I just have, yeah, I donate mine when I'm done. But no, we, yeah, holidays are big for us. Kathy loves the holidays, so it's all it's all happy and and holiday like around here. So um, even though even though the sheriff stuff, you stopped by the other night, and we've got a package thief in Mexico. Yay. I was They're like all over the city. <laughs> the, the one thing about being a small village is everybody knows who it is and uh they they're on their tail. So I got an alert on my ring just about an hour ago. Somebody had a picture of a guy carrying a package mm-hmm. uh, walking down the street in a hoodie. Apparently he was fo- walking behind the UPS truck. <laughs> and as soon as the guy left, he was jumping up and grabbing <laughs> packages. What the fuck? <laughs> it's awful. Or dumb. People are dumb, you know, and I was asked, I was asked, you know, hey, if I see, if I see this person walking around town, should I, should I take a picture of them? Should I, should I call somebody? I'm like, no, you walk the fuck away. Because Do if not somebody, get involved. If somebody is out doing this shit right now and, and this day and age, and they haven't, you know, and they haven't seen the news, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, or, or they have seen it and they're not thinking about it. They're on something. Don't fuck with these people. Because you don't know what the hell's going on in their heads. You don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, they got to know that every other house they're going to has got cameras. Yeah. So uh, just do do not do not confront these people. Do not even let them think that you know who they are. 
just walk the fuck away. So yeah, there was that. But, I just don't get it. Why do people have to like ruin the holidays for some people? Like last year, like on my start tradition, I want to do it every year. I like to go to the children's hospital for Galasano. I like to read them like stories during my lunch hour for a couple days. And literally my boss is like, yeah, that's great. Let's post that on social media and we'll get that good for our department. I'm like, I'm not doing it for um publicity stunt. I do it for goodwill and it's good. Like, oh yeah, right, right, right. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't get it. But that's your segment, Kev. I don't no. want to- if we oh. can get those porch pirates to read stories to the kids in the hospital, there we go. Oh, I can arrange that. Them. Yeah, I can arrange that. When they come to my house, they'll be in the hospital. Yeah, tomorrow. if somebody tries <laughs> to steal one of my packages, I'm absolutely confronting them. I'm grabbing the weapon I keep right by my front door and beating the shit out of them. Yeah. I was going to say, let's grab that knife. <laughs> Goes right, right through the clutter. <laughs> I wouldn't want to stain that knife with the with the blood of an unworthy human. I have plenty of other other edged weapons I can use, it's, but I I wouldn't. I'd, I'd probably grab a uh, my uh, my cane. It's best not to uh, advertise that you're gonna to, stab a bitch. Exactly, exactly <laughs> what your plans are. But I can promise you this: they won't. They will never, never take another package off another porch. <laughs> yeah, like, that's every time. Would they not have hands to do it? Is that what you're getting at? He didn't say say that. Say say it. <laughs> Well, that's another reason I um, shopping done early because like what you guys just said, you're afraid. Like my sister had a friend. She ordered a bracelet for her mom. They'd say it delivered, took the picture and it wasn't there. You know, what's another, you know what, you know what this is? This is us, um, hash, you know, hashing out reasons why it's good to shop local. Yes. There are so many places. There are so many things going on in your local community. There are so many places, so many, so many great people doing great things. Just look around, look at look at what's available. And, you know, it's a good reason to go visit those places and spend some money there, you know, and you know, like I said, Kathy and I, we like to we like to shop at at local, you know, local places that the the tree nursery we go to is local. They've been growing trees, you know, for years now. And um it's it it's a good feeling too. So there's no chance for anybody to steal it off your porch if you go and you pick it up yourself. This is very true. Very true. All right. Well, happy holidays. Yes. Is that what is that what's got you geeked, Kev? It is. I mean, I love this. I love this time of year. We got some stuff going on at work too that I can't really talk about, but um just some just some growth stuff that we've got going on that's really, really cool. Um, you know, stuff that I kind of knew about, you know, it, Paul and I work for a law firm for anybody that hasn't picked up on that before. Um, I know, I know you guys know, but, um, the, it, what's great to know about the place we work for is one of the things, and, and I was told this not in confidence, but in, 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 you know, gen, this is general knowledge. Our law firm has no debt. Nice. Uh-huh. So it's better. You know, that's a huge thing to know about the business you work for, because you see them growing, you see them constantly hiring. And it's it's a really really good feeling to know that they're growing because they really want to, they really need to, they you know they're they're not not need to because they need the more money they they want to because they want to they want to get into more areas they want to do more they want to be bigger they want to you know they just want to expand what they already know and what they already what they already do well. And when you you know you get involved you know, as IT you get involved with some of that stuff and you start to hear about that it's like wow this is really great you know I've never. I, I haven't really worked in private that much. I've always worked, 
Um, the majority of my career has been for for uh, state government or federal government back in the service, but um, uh, it, it's it, it's it's different. It's a different dynamic, and it's really really cool, and it's really great to work for a company that you know that is growing and that, and that shares that with their with their um, with their employees. So I, I, there's some really good things going on. So there's that. I, I'm happy about that, and then I'm happy about the holidays. So I got I got a lot of good stuff going on in my life. Nice. Look at that. All good stuff. And um I, I've got to agree with the sentiment here. It's 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 gotten to that point where it's it's time to get into the the spirit and we're we're getting close on our shopping as well. Uh spent the entire day Monday out of town with my mom did our, our yearly shopping trip. That was a lot of fun. We had a blast. She was psyched because she just about finished everything. Um mid midday, all of a sudden I'm I'm getting accused of having COVID. Um Kevin. Yeah. I was yeah. obviously was I obviously wasn't at work and he just texted me and said you got the vid and I'm thinking what fucking video am I supposed to have what's he talking about <laughs> you I know just that spent freaking, video I just spent hours with you I want to make sure you're not fucking ill you know I I almost did say did Matt tell you <laughs> just to fuck with you <laughs> sick move <laughs> no he was, we, he was still hungover from Saturday leave him alone. No, I popped right back up Sunday. We we put the trees up and everything. That's uh, I think it says a lot about me. Um, used to that it. couch, we used to drinking too much, right? <laughs> that couch ate you pretty good when you're trying to get out. You're like, <laughs> you can't that, get up. That one spot there, yeah, that's all the way it is. So, um, but yes, and again, Saturday was fucking awesome. We had a blast watching the pay per view. Um. We we had some people who didn't quite understand the the allure, but all good things. What Corbs? No Corbs. When do we want to get into this? When we want to conversation? Probably when we we want to overtake Corbs' sports section because it's kind of considered sports entertainment, so that works. So we'll circle back to that. Um, Are you going to take that? We'll 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 circle the wagons. Did uh, the Ethernet adapter (laughs) arrive? I hate that thing. I haven't seen one. Uh, I did say it was going to be late. Okay. So by eight thirty, it might be out on your porch right now, unless somebody stole it. Goddamn Cavs porch pirates! Um, no, but I haven't seen it yet. So I'm broadcasting from upstairs. Let me go check real quick. Yeah, he's sitting by the Christmas tree. Mm. Quick, somebody <laughs> kick him off! <laughs> I, I, I went back and looked at the pictures of his Christmas tree, and I didn't see the snowman that he was talking about. Nice. Oh, that uh, Santa Claus you're talking about? Yeah, this is Santa Claus. Yeah, it was the last picture in the in the group. Oh, yeah. I didn't see the train too. Thank is, you. Are those nut, are those nutcrackers on the? Yep, those That's were my uh, grandma's nutcrackers. And then you got an, is that a nativity scene? My dad made that. Really mm-hmm. nice. Thank you. Yeah, I have a we have a nativity scene that my uh, that my grandmother got. Now my, we're talking about actually I think it was my grandmother's mother, so probably. Uh, probably around 1900 so it's pretty it's pretty old wow i'd say but, uh, so it's actually my sister's my and my grandmother gave it to my sister so but she doesn't put it out anymore because of her cat nah. her, cat, her cat likes to knock the shit off the the tables and shit like that so right yeah cats goddamn cats Hey, I read something earlier about cats. You know why there's so many pictures of cats on the internet? Because no. they're awesome. 
Is there pussies? Well, it's because <laughs> Those dog are different own- pictures. It's yeah. because dog owners actually go outside. <laughs> oh shit. Well played. Very nice. I love my gas, so don't get me wrong. I just <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and true. Did uh That's everybody get a chance to go? Or are we ready to Corbs move on? Didn't. Oh, course. Uh I don't know. For me, it's kind of more of what's got me pissed. Oh, <gasps> see, we knew oh, there was something going no. on. No, 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 no. It's 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 nothing like it's nothing like that. I mean, it's so you guys know about obviously my brother. You know. Yeah. Yes. So, um, I don't know if I told you guys this on Saturday when I saw you, but he got his leg. Nice. Uh, I think it was forthcoming. I don't think it was a done deal yet. No, no, he actually, he actually, um, no, you told us because I, you, I think you told us because I asked you if it was made out of wood. Hey, he said he, he got fitted for it and tried. Got fitted for oh, it. Yeah. Heard fitted, yeah. Got fitted for it. Now, he didn't tell anybody, but the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, he knew that he was getting it. But he told everybody in our family that it wasn't coming until after. He probably wouldn't have it until in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like right in the middle. Right. And we showed up to his house on Thursday for Thanksgiving. We cooked everything here. Turkey, cooked turkey. Mom made homemade stuffing, which is phenomenal. Uh, obviously, I told you about that, about that last week. But So we showed up to the my brother's, and he was standing in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, that must have been cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it, it, it was uh, quite emotional. Like, my sister was there before uh, my mom and myself and my son. So she got to see it first, you know, she was the first one to see it and and stuff like that. But my mom really kind of broke down and so did my brother a little bit. I mean, it it was it was cool. Um, I mean, I wasn't I'm not gonna say I, I cried because I didn't. I mean, it was it's a fucking leg. I always got legs to stand on. I did um, I, I I did I did call him, I did say Lieutenant Dan. You got Lieutenant Dan, you got, got legs. You got, got magic, magic legs. legs. <laughs> so we had we had some fun with that. Um but so come to find out, huh, my brother has another sore on his other foot. Oh, uh-oh. So he went. He was went to the doctors on Monday, and my sister took him. Now, normally, my father will take our father will take him, but he won't go into the doctor's appointments with anybody with my brother. Like we, nobody goes in with him. He goes by himself. Well, my sister went in with him because my sister will kind of force her way into everything, which is good. Um, she's very good about that stuff. She's very um, attentive, we'll say. So she was in the doctor's appointment with uh, the foot doctor, which is uh, a family friend. My mom babysit, babysat him when he was younger. So now, now he's the podiatrist that we all go and see. And come to find out his sore on his other foot is heading towards the same situation he had with the one foot Mm-mm. because he's not taking care of it he's not yeah. changing the bandage every day he's not you know not doing what he's supposed to be doing so when i got home from work and took my mom to work to her job she told me all about it so i called my brother and i wanted to see what he had to say and he basically said no oh, everything's fine and i'm like it's not that fine. I know what the doctor said. And I said, 
you need to start changing that bandage or you're going to lose your other fucking leg, you dumbass. Mm-hmm. So, but my mom hasn't spoken to him since Monday because she's pissed because he keeps lying about everything. So, so I've been dealing with that shit since Monday. So, and then I found out when I came home from Saturday from your house and I got up Sunday morning. No. Yes. Sunday morning when I got up, I found out that my brother bought my nephew a car. How the hell did he do that? Exactly. Wow. <laughs> He's been borrowing money. We've oh. been buying groceries for him. Now he hasn't it, it it's been difficult for him to get to the store. Right. And that's fine. We we were helping out where we could, but my father would buy groceries for him. My mom would buy groceries for him. So and we and we're not talking like twenty, thirty, forty dollars worth of groceries. Right. We're talking it's full on groceries. Hundred hundred dollars worth of groceries every other week or every week. And it's a hundred dollars from myself and my mother and my sister, and a hundred dollars from my father. So it's like two hundred dollars worth of groceries every week that he's that we're buying for him. And so come to find out that they, like I said, they bought a car for my nephew. Now my nephew needed a car as he travels back and forth to Delhi every for school. Right. And his car is on the older side, but they bought it from Jimmy on the side of the road. That's where he got his car from, the first car. We told them to go and see our cousins because they own Fayetteville Dodge. And my brother doesn't want to. And can't figure out why. So they went to, uh, I think my mom said Jimmy's Auto Broker or some crap like that, and bought a 2010, a 2012 car for my nephew. So... And they're paying $300 a month for it, which my brother does not have. So I basically told my mom, I said, I'm not, I'm not giving him any money anymore. I can't. I'm not working a better job. I didn't get a better job to f- pay for two households now. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm done footing the bill for him. So I hate to say it, but I just, like I said, I can't, I can't afford to do that anymore. So you know, uh, I love my brother, but he's got to learn his his mistakes. So, so yeah, so it's been an interesting uh, couple of days. So, I can't was... believe you. I can't believe you said foot the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. That was awesome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good. I liked it. But yeah, so it's just it's. It's one thing after another. He's asked for money for Christmas to buy stuff for my nephew for Christmas. Right. He's like, I don't have any money to buy him stuff for Christmas. But then you go out and buy a car. So I don't know. I just, it's irritating. That's all. And I hate to be irritated during this time of year. It's, it's irritating right. enough during this time of year with, you know, shopping and, all that stuff. I mean, I, I like the holidays. I, I love Christmas. I love spending time with my family. I love spending time with my friends. Saturday night was great. Coming over and hanging out with, with you yahoos, it was great. Uh, it was the first time I'd watched any type of wrestling in uh, 15 years like that. What happened Saturday? Or more. Or more. So, I don't know, Kev. 
We'll talk about it later. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So nice. All right. Um, so is anybody gaming? I'm still playing the Man of Madon. I was playing it uh before the show tonight, actually. I'm still enjoying that. Also picked up the forest for my Steam Deck because when it first came out, my computer uh wouldn't run it. Uh, so, but it runs on the Steam Deck just fine. So I, I've only just started scratching the surface. But for anyone who's not familiar, concept of the forest is you're on an airplane that goes down on an, a desert, well, not deserted, but an island somewhere in the middle of the ocean. And apparently you have your kid with you. And when you wake up, the kid's gone. I don't know. I skipped the opening scene, so I don't really care. But the idea is it's kind of a survival game in the vein of Minecraft, but with realistic graphics where you can chop down trees to build shelter and fire and all this stuff. But the other part is there are um, cannibals on the island. Uh, there's natives and at first they're very wary of you but they get more and more aggressive and they also come from there's a cave system and apparently there's a lot of secrets down there in the caves and there's an actual story that follows you trying to find your kid if you want to follow it but you don't necessarily have to do that you can just you know craft try to survive there's multiplayer you can have up to eight people you know on the island wow. together doing this uh but it's just it's a very very cool game it very very highly rated and i've always really wanted to dive in so i'm enjoying it so far awesome i really enjoyed his steam deck also it was very impressive you like the size of my steam deck i really like the size of the steam deck <laughs> yeah you're, you're i like get... i like the buttons on it too here's the thing you can get something that can play you know current games without having to invest in a whole new computer yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. That's uh that was um that was very impressive. And you can play it on the toilet. Even yeah. better. Yeah. I don't know how people can stay on the toilet that long. I'm just my, in there stop and then I'm out. My toilet time is me time. I don't need anything in there with me. <laughs> it's just got creepy. No, but um just what Hugh said, not video gaming, but just leading into Kev's gaming segment, board gaming. Um proud of the categories I played this week on on Black Friday, classic game. Um pretty proud to say um that um it was pretty easy to win that because like when you have the categories, you roll the dice and then all the categories. I don't know if it was my friend's family or it was just relatively easy. Everybody only got like two or three, but I would get like ten or eleven every time. So it was pretty fun. So kick their ass and pretty awesome outstanding um mine isn't anything i'm playing yet but i have to pick up my next pre-order on friday uh that's marvel's midnight suns that was supposed to come out in march so uh we'll uh we'll, we'll see about that in a few months uh seeing as i don't fly back home until friday so i won't be picking it up on friday um but i'm looking forward to that one um i guess it's in the vein of XCOM. if that means anything to you guys it means a lot to me, but it's card based too. I'm like, I have absolutely no desire to go anywhere near this game. I hate that shit. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very interested in it. I, I want to see. I'm hoping it's good. They could have made a tactical RPG that was a cross between XCOM and like X Men Legends, mm -hmm. and that would have been fucking awesome. But they had to go and like, oh, you can pull things randomly from a, a deck of cards. I'm like, fuck you. If I wanted yeah. to play a fucking card game, I'd sit down in person with people and play a fucking card game. As one does. Uh, but Maybe. I will report back in a couple of weeks, because that's probably the first chance I'll get to even correct that thing open. I thought you were going to review it, and we get a review in March 2023. That's a possibility. 
that might be more in depth. Review? He's got to actually finish a game before he can review it. All yeah. right, all right. Yeah, April, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. April 2052. Right. After he <laughs> retires, maybe. <laughs> He's not retiring. He's dying at his job. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Kevin's going to retire before Paul even thinks about it. Sooner than later. Who's that? Um, Kevin's going to retire and go to Montana. Oh. <laughs> Well, I think that brings us right up to Kev's Tabletop Review. All right. So this week I have uh, a game for you guys from RPH Games. Uh, we talked about one of their games uh, earlier. I don't know, what, a couple months ago now. Was it at least a month ago? When when was it? We had the um, we went to the uh, tabletop convention in Syracuse, Paul. That was September. 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 Yeah. So I had a chance to meet the RPH Games guys, uh, the, the, the RPH game guy, and I bought a couple games from him. Um, we've I've I've reviewed one or two of them. One of them was that really small. Excuse me, that really small uh, pocket size card game. I did. I think I did the other one too. Did we do the? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. There was. There was a couple games that got from it. This is. This is usurp the king. I just get right into it, and it's up to five player. And what you see laid out here for you is the three player uh, layout. So there are three colors. There are three families. Uh, this. This I'm using Quentin Lemaire and Sylvester. And there are two other families that uh, are in the uh, box here. It would be uh, uh, Hayhurst and Altham. Altham. Idea being here is this is a card game with um, it's got a couple of rounds and you uh, you go through this. And the idea is you either end up with the king alive, the usurper alive, uh, possibly the anarchist alive. It all depends on how how the game plays out. The mechanics of the game are such that you play each 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 of your families plays specific cards on the different types of court members. These are court members: the king and the usurper, and the heir, the bastard, the anarchist, the queen, and the duchess. There's a few others. If there were more players, you'd have more of them around the table. You play these cards on the different court members based on whether or not you want them to live or die or possibly um, change sides. They are two different sides that they start out with. They are either for the king or they are against the king to make it very, very simple. And the mechanics of the game are not something that are as simple as I can possibly give you in the next few minutes. Trust me when I say you need to watch the two videos that RPH Games has put out. One they put out pre-release. This was a Kickstarter game. And the other they put out post. And both titles of those games are the same. Let me hold on a second. Let me just give you the titles. Um, and they are uh, How to Play Usurp the King. It's U-S-U-R-P. How to play Usurp the Game, and it's DP. Did I say RPH Games? Yes. D DPH Games. 
I'm very sorry about that. And I apologize to um, Dan. Dan will Dan. kill us. Yes, Dan. Dan. Sorry, I'm very Dan. sorry, Dan. I'm very sorry. I actually had it up to and I wasn't even paying attention to what I was doing. Watch those two playthroughs because this one of them uh, handles setup. The other one handles playthrough. And this game is a lot of fun. And, and without me going into the playthrough, I've kind of shown you a little bit of how the setup works. I should also set, show you that there are these family cards that provide you with the steps um, throughout the game. So when you're in the, what was the first, the very first process was not interrogation. I'm missing my instructions. The components, the deck, the setup. Rebellion. There's a rebellion phase. Uh, there's a there's a intrigue phase and then a rebellion phase. The intrigue phase is when you go around and you try to place the cards such that you either kill someone off or you turn someone or you take control of someone. And then the rebellion phase is when you play the cards out and they possibly work for you or can work against you. It all depends on how the cards work out. Each one of these family cards gives you a um, a detail about how the different cards in your hand can work and each family has the same sort of cards you have an agent you have an antidote you have a betrayal you have a book and a book always contains something like a poison or a dagger uh, or uh, you have bribery you have conspiracy there's the dagger uh, there's a guard if you have a guard on a player if i put a guard on a player someone else puts a dagger the guard takes the dagger instead of that player Poison, if you hide poison in a book, when it's the book's turn to be played, if the poison is in the book, the person automatically dies. The spy can move cards, etc. It's a very, very, very interesting game. And I got to tell you, the first time uh, I watched the playthrough, I was extremely confused. But they give you, like I said, they give you the family cards, but they also give you these really cool tutorial cards. How to win nice. with the king how to win with the usurper, what to do, uh, disgruntled court members, keep disgruntled court members alive, keep the usurper alive and under your control, valued cards, conspiracy and spy. Well, wait a minute. What if I wanted to win with the anarchist? How do, what would I do? I would neutralize the usurper, the king, the heir, and the bastard. I would create ties for a, a number of court members by wreaking havoc. Encourage other players to eliminate the victory conditions above. Valued cards, spy, daggers, poison, agent, and so on. Very, very, very cool game. You'll you'll play it out quite quickly, probably 30 minutes uh, for a hand. And um, the, the, the idea being, and here is, here's how you win, if your card, if your family card is the one that's on the usurper and you've managed to maintain this, this chaos, then you're the one that wins. If the king, if the usurper is dead, but the king is still alive and, uh, you know, the, the members of the court are still valuable, then the king wins and you win. It's it's very, very, very cool game. It's a lot. It's I can't wait to get a chance to play it with uh, some friends. Hopefully it's, uh, I get a chance to play with some of you guys. Um, 
but very fun. I think Dan told us when um, when we when we were talking about this game, this is one of their most um, one of their most sought after games, and it's been one of his best sellers. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand why. Very very attractive. Everything is very well made. Um, the box that this comes in usurp the king okay it's it's like a book sits on your bookshelf nice you've got different tokens to decide whether or not you know they're on the king's side or the usurper's side the cards extra places for other pieces a little bit of advertisement inside the uh inside the lid but very well thought out i think um and just a, a wonderful a uh, wonderful game. It's just a, a very, very attractive. Very attractive. Definitely, like I said, look up DPH Games on YouTube. Look up the How to Play Usurp the King. Watch the, the pre-video, the one before the Kickstarter came out, and then watch the one that uh, that they have afterwards. Um, they, will, they will very, very well describe to you how this game is played. Now, let me just tell you what BoardGameGeek.com says about this game. All right. Uh, so the specifics. You Usurp the King 2022. Families behind the court use daggers, bribery, and conspiracy to buy for power. Two to five players. Community is three to five, best four to five. So the more players, the better. 35 to 50 minute playtime, ages 13 and up. Wait. Wait is a little bit on the high side for what I like to uh, present to you guys. 2.5 out of 5. But I honestly believe if you watch the playthrough videos two times, you'll get it. You'll totally get it, and this will not be a difficult game to play. First time through, might be a little confusing. Look at all the cards. Look at all your pieces. Watch the first time. Look at everything again. Lay it all out for yourself. Watch it again. You'll get it. You'll get it really, really quickly. Uh, Dan... Hundies? How do you pronounce that? Hundix? H-U-N-D-Y-C-Z? Doing a horrible yep. job. Last name. I'm sorry, Dan. Um, he's been really nice to us, too, so I really feel bad that I'm not doing him a better, better service. The king may be in trouble. The court that surrounds him contains subjects who seek power. Each player represents a player that will vie for control over subjects. Featuring seven victory conditions, the path to victory may shift as you gain more information about each subject's motives and those of the other families. Your allegiances will twist and change based on your interest. The subjects are but pawns. Goes through a little bit, talks about the intrigue phase, the rebellion phase, and the scoring phase. Category, fantasy, medieval, political mechanisms, area, majority, and influence. Family, crowdfunding, and Kickstarter. That is our uh, Board Game Geek breakdown. You can get copies of the game for $30. You can get them right from DPH Games. We got them at a show directly from the manufacturer. And I would suggest looking up your local game store. And if they do not have DPH Games, ask them why. Because they need to. They have some very, very cool games. 100%. I, I would have to agree with that. Um, And if that does it for you, Kev, I think... That brings us right up to our first commercial break. Guys? Sure. Yeah. You're in charge. All right. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> nope. We're not. 
All right, get some old right. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back with the news. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Before you make whether you want to be a vampire or a werewolf a platform you run on for election, here's the news. First up, the broadcasting dead. AMC Networks, the home to tons of great original programming, appears to be shambling along like the zombies that call it home. They've notified their employees that they are about to lay off about 20% of their U.S.-based workforce. They expected their losses due to cord cutting to be offset by streaming revenue from their AMC Plus app. I can't say I'm shocked. The app is a mess, and it's very difficult to use. Now, the only thing that can save them is more Walking Dead spinoffs, of course. I mean, that, that that's what they need. Uh, that are becoming a meme stock. You hear that, Wall Street bets? Get on this. Next up, Career Suicide Squad. Helena Bonham Carter has joined the very small club of Harry Potter actors who have public de- publicly defended J.K. Rowling. Speaking to the Times, she said, I think she's been hounded. It's been taken to the extreme, the judgmentalism of people. She l- she's allowed her opinion, particularly if she's suffered abuse. Carter continued, everybody carries their own history of trauma and forms their opinions from that trauma. And you have to respect where people come from and their pain. You don't have to agree on everything. That would be insane and boring. She's not meaning it aggressively. She's just saying something out of her own experience. The actress continues, personally, I feel my co-stars should let her have her opinions, but I think they're very aware of protecting their own fan base and their generation. Tom Felton and Ralph Fiennes have also defended JK in the public arena. One can only assume that she doesn't care about working again. She also defended Johnny Depp, saying he's been entirely vindicated. So, RIP Helena Bottom's career, right? I mean, she might as well have said the Holocaust didn't happen while she was at it. And finally, the horrors of our childhood. Remember a while back when I reported on the horror reimagining of Winnie the Pooh called Blood and Honey? This is a thing now. Announced in the past week, we have horror spins on how the Grinch stole Christmas about to hit theaters and a bloody Bambi movie that reimagined the young deer as a killing machine. It's like Rob Zombie and you bowl got high and started pitching direct to video horror movie ideas. This mean the the mean one, which is the Grinch one, stars uh, David Th- Howard Thornton of Terrifier fame, who we've met. The movie is being marketed as a parody, so most copyrightable elements can only be hinted at. The mean one hits theaters on December 9th, while Bambi: The Reckoning starts filming next year. I know you think I'm making this shit up, but I swear, 
I'm not. And that's the news, kids. Now, I am preparing to celebrate my 46th birthday this weekend. We are going to have a nice dinner at Scotch and Sirloin. Uh, Normally, my wife cooks dinner and my mother-in-law comes over. This year, since we're keto, I just wanted to go out and get prime rib. We haven't eaten there in years. Uh, so on um, Thanksgiving, as uh, everyone was leaving, you know, I go and I invited my mother-in-law. I said, hey, uh, do you want to, we're going to go to Scotch and Sirloin for my birthday, you know, because usually she comes over for dinner. Do you want to go? She immediately said, am I paying for myself or are you paying? <laughs> the awkward silence that followed ended up causing a bit of an issue. My wife had to call her later on and, and kind of smooth things over. In my head, I was thinking, yes, why don't I buy you dinner for my birthday? Because that makes sense. My wife pointed out, though, that we also pay for groceries when we have dinner at home. So it's really the same thing. I, I just who would ask something like that? I mean, am I wrong for being taken aback? After thinking about it, I'm fine with it, but it was a bit bizarre. Oh, and I am fully prepared for when Kanye and Nick Fuentes show up to tell them we refuse to dine with them. Miss me with that anti-Semitic shit. Paul? In other news, sarsaparilla is the root that flavors root beer. Hmm. Back to you, Corbs. Yeah, part of the 23 flavors? That's, That's Dr. Dr. Pepper. That's Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to tell me that it's not part of the 23 flavors? Can you prove it? Not at the moment. We're not saying that it's not, but we are saying it's not for root beer because that's a different soda. Fair point. (laughs) All right. Well, I think, again, I don't really have much for sports. Uh, only thing I really kind of got, I got two things really. Uh, I found out that Jose Abreu, the first baseman for the White Sox, has decided to leave the White Sox. So their top player is now with the Houston Astros. Uh, signed a three-year deal this past week to become a Houston Astro. So I'm not too happy about that, but whatever. And then, uh, so then other than that, you know, we uh, hinted about it in the opening round of what Scott has geeked about the Saturday night thing. So we all convened at Mr. Showens' house. That would be Paul. And we watched the realism of the WWE I guess Survivor Series. Survivor Series War Games. (laughs) Yeah, Survivor Series War Games. Um, I hadn't really watched wrestling in 15 or so years fully. I mean, I'll turn it on and watch a match here or there or, or whatever, kind of watch some of the, like the promos or whatever, but I, I've never really physically sat down and watched a pay-per-view in that long. Um, it was different, not as bloody as I remembered. <laughs> so Last time you watched, were you watching ECW? On TNN? <laughs> could have been. Spike. Very it well turned to Spike, been. didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Very well Very well. could have been. It was during the Attitude Era. We'll leave, Attitude Era, we'll leave it at that. You know, when wrestling you're, was real. You're going to trigger Jack. Be careful. <laughs> Back when wrestling was real. It's not real? No, it's not real, Jack. What the fuck have I been watching? <laughs> I, no, you know said, What? All I say to that, it's not real. Were those computer-generated people out there, were they not 
uh, doing great athletic feats that none of us could possibly it's, do. It's real. It's real fun. Exactly. That's for sure. Um, I, you I said you watched the uh, Corbs though. Like you said, fifteen years ago. Did you have a favorite wrestler when you grew up? Like a favorite one, or like what's? Um, what? I was a big fan of the Hardy Boys. Okay. Oh, Jeff. big surprise, but they're still around. <laughs> well, they are, but I mean, I'm I'm talking about during when they used to wrestle like Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian. Christian. You know when they were throwing themselves off of fifteen foot ladders through tables, and you know when. <clears throat> During that crazy, crazy time when actually that was what? back when like tag team was kind of almost as big or even bigger at times than the single wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So back when May Young gave birth to a hand. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I loved the attitude era too, but I have to say that I mean every era gets better in some ways. And what were I mean? Just the, the story and the drama we saw Sunday night uh, with the bloodline and Sami Zayn. That entire match told a story. Yes, I, and I was tell, talking to my wife about this, even though she didn't want to hear anything about it. <laughs> it's they always talk about how wrestling is supposed to tell a story in the ring, okay? And sometimes it's just the story of two guys fighting, okay? Mm. Um, it's really hard to tell a good story and pull it off right. It's incredibly difficult to pull it off the level we saw Sunday night. Um, a 35 minute match that had, you know, you, you got to remember, it's not dra- like English drama where people go, you say, and everyone's just like, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's built around physical altercations and the little things like Sammy pulling Jay out of the way that one time mm-hmm. and saving a few, a few times. There were spots in that match, which would have, if this was a story, so a, uh, a scripted drama you say those would be the points at which big things happen. That's a good wrestling match. Where and, and you missed this, Kevin, because uh, you left. It's it's too bad you didn't get to see this. Um, that match told a story. Like I, I think the the only other match that really sticks out in my head um, that told a story that well is Cody Rhodes and uh, and Dustin Rhodes at uh, the very first AEW pay per view when it was brother against brother. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're too old for this. You need to retire. That was another match that you could see the emotion and, and it would help that they were actually brothers and a lot, some of it might've been real. Uh, I was blown away by that match. Well, what are your thoughts guys? Um, it, it was really good. Uh, and like you said, I mean, there was, they clearly put a lot of thought into that one so they could tell the story and it carried over Monday night. Yeah. Uh, we did. got a lot more of that. And, and like, it didn't even have to, it wasn't about coming to blows Monday night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the it wasn't about the fighting; it was the actual drama from there, because we get basically the the dissolution of a twenty year friendship, like right there in front of the millions and millions, millions. <laughs> Easy rock. Well, you know, you guys, some of you guys might not know this, but every single one of the matches we watch, whether it's on a pay-per-view or on TV, the matches actually have a producer, just like a TV mm-hmm. show. And 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 that person is responsible for producing that match, making sure everything happens in, in the way they want it to, to tell the best story. Uh, a lot more goes into it. People think, you know, oh, just they're getting in the ring and wrestling. It's a lot more complicated. Yeah, no, no I don't think that at all. Yeah. Good. No, but um, it was cool watching, like, because I'm slowly getting back into wrestling. Because I just, like, you guys just said the Attitude Era, 
I just remember when I was a kid um, playing Nintendo, I was like, I want to be the guy with the pink pants. And believe it or not, that was Bret Hart. So oh, I would. I, I knew that right away. Yeah, exactly. But like, and then King Mabel Visceral was one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, but growing up with the Attitude Era was great. But going to your Monday Night Raw thing was cool. Like with Kevin Owens, the guy's great on the microphone. He's like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to know you. I don't even want to know you. But he looks at it like Jay Uso. He's like, but I have a problem kicking your ass or something like that. I'm like, fuck yeah. It's like he tries to bring that back. So it's like what you said, Hugh, like the storytelling. Yeah. And- Paul, do you think since they already have gone in a direct, because everybody thought there was going to be a turn at a Survivor Series, that's what all the dirt sheets were saying, do you think Triple H is smart enough to not even go there and just let this thing with Sammy play out way longer than anybody thinks? I don't know. Um, I'd like to see him seize that opportunity because everyone is already calling that shot. Sammy's going to turn on them and it's going to end up being Sammy and Owens against the bloodline for the titles at WrestleMania. Like that's what everybody's saying in the sheets. That's what I'm seeing. Maybe it'll uh, be a Royal Rumble. Or something. I'd almost like to see when the bloodline comes to an end, Sammy's still there with them because it shows a commitment to the character mm-hmm. and, and the narrative they chose. And he is perfect in that group because they're also damn serious. And uh, I mean, look at how ball. many times, yeah, he makes them crack up in the ring yes. when they're not supposed to, <laughs> but I, I can see with that. No, I didn't watch Monday night, but I could see maybe with that that the bloodline turning on him, like like they're saying that there's that they're going to, and him having to save face and ask Kevin Owens for help to be his partner again against them. Or even for that matter, if he turns on him and they continue like or jumping him and beating him up, and it'd be Kevin Owens is the one that comes back to save him, even though he said he doesn't want to be friends for 20 years you know they've been friends for 20 years you know it's it's like it's like having a fight with a friend over something and that friend or if you're the one that's in the wrong you having to go back to that friend and apologize to them and say that you were in the wrong you know what i mean yeah that that would be all that would be almost a real like a real life something and something happens in real life type of thing i I get what you're saying i just feel like we've seen that before and either of them turning on each other, the reason everyone's saying it's going to happen is because that's the most predictable route. That's what happens right, right. in every wrestling story. And that's what made the match at Survivor Series so great because what we've come to expect didn't happen. In fact, it went so far in the other direction. I could see it going on for a long time. That's just me. Like I did read somewhere, Randy Orton had an injury setback, and I know Cody Rhodes's injury is very severe. But do we know how he's healing up, or do we think he'll be ready for a WrestleMania? I don't think Royal Rumble at all. Like, what's going on there? Mm-hmm. I don't no, know. My no prediction, though, Cody's coming back at Rumble. I think, think so, number too. thirty or something like that. Uh, I don't know what number, but it'll it, he'll make a splash, and he'll immediately get thrown right back into the world title mix. Because I think that's what should have happened. I think we were discussing that on the yeah. way back from uh, yeah. Wellsboro. Yeah. And, and, and that's part of the reason I don't. Sammy turning on them 
unless he teams with Kevin Owens, because I've also seen he's going to go in against Roman, all that gets wiped out when Cody comes back. That's mm-hmm. why I almost say, why do that? Keep Sammy there. If if Cody takes the title off Roman at WrestleMania, you can still have a turn and Sammy versus Roman Roman at any pay-per-view. And because how invested we are in it, it doesn't need a title involved. Very true. Yeah. Like I said, I'm getting slowly back into wrestling, but the world title for WrestleMania 39, you can do Roman versus um, Cody. But what you're saying, Sami Zayn is going to be with the bloodline. I think at the Royal Rumble, he'll enter the Royal Rumble. Jay or like the, the Usos will be in the Royal Rumble. And then that's when he turns on them. And then you see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the bloodline. The Usos versus the tag titles at WrestleMania. That'd be pretty cool. It could, and that does sound like what a lot of people are theorizing. Yeah, that that's what you get. Those two going for the tag titles. But what bothers me with that is they're not a natural tag team. Like, they could have been friends for all those years, but they're not a tag team. And I would rather, like, if someone's going to take the titles off of the Usos, it is a legit tag team. Like, guys who've worked together, that's their thing. Your Street Profits, The New Day. Back in the day, Dudley Boys, those kind of guys. That's who I want to see do I, I want to see a pure tag team division instead of throw two superstars together and put a belt on them. Yeah, but as from, from what I from what I'm I'm from what I watch, and I like I said, I don't watch it all that much anymore. Um, I have started to watch a little bit more. Um, there isn't really a tag division. I mean, you got the street profits and you got the Usos, but I mean, you a lot of times it's just kind of two stars tagging together i mean they were doing that a lot with like you know cena would tag with michaels or triple h mm-hmm. they were kind of like almost before they had their match they were they would it was always they were teaming together in the pay-per-view before their match you know yeah. a lot of times they would go against for the tag titles the, the two guys are going to face each other at the next pay-per-view the next big pay-per-view whatever it be rumble wrestlemania SummerSlam, king of the ring whatever it might be they would tag the, the one before they would tag together for the tag titles and they, you know, they all can they coexist and all that happy horse shit. Viking Raiders were good for a while. Are they on SmackDown or they're, they're back. Yeah. They're back. They just came back. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going in a new direction with them. Yeah. They're heels now and they've got some chick who wears antlers. And you've got Alpha Academy, yeah, Sarah Logan is, is the girl. Thank you. That about. was the name I was looking for. Uh, and I, and I think we've got, um, uh, Riddle and, uh, not Ezekiel. What's his actual name? Uh, uh, Elias. Elias. Uh, yeah, they're like... forming a band. Yeah. <laughs> no. Are they getting the band back together? That's literally because um, Riddle's got his. Even though the even though the Street Profits are a tag team, do you think Montez Ford? He like I've seen him fight single, and like the way he does his frog splash, he can get really some. He can get high up there. Do you think he can? Do you think be a singles competitor eventually down the road? I think down the road he would have a chance at a main event spot as a singles competitor. He he's got that something. Um, it just needs to be cultivated. Like and, and clearly they don't have any faith in Dawkins without him because yeah. Ford's out hurt, so they take Dawkins off TV. Right. Yeah. Like because um Montez versus Ricochet in a ladder match, because those guys are like that would be kind of cool to see, but I don't know. Yeah, that would be good. I'd like to see those two. I, I personally, I, I'm bored by Ricochet, but the kids love him. He's great. <laughs> oh. um, just, just pretend no. he's he's uh, the guy from The Walking Dead. Which one? Remember that Keith? 
No, I, I, I. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um, the kingdom oh. is it Ezekiel? Oh, um, oh. yes, King Ezekiel. Yeah, yes. remember? Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yes, I forgot about that. Very yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Kevin, anything to add on this? I was just, I was just wondering, do the, do the, do the wrestlers have anything to say about? what they get to do or is it all produced and then they're just actors i, I think they i think they've got some some input they do mm-hmm. yeah on, on their on the, the match themselves like because they're the ones that have to go out and perform it you can't have, right. you so can't have the producer all. works the, with them the match i understand that but you know like, like the direction of their character and their storylines showing up you know teaming up not teaming up well, yeah, I don't want mean, to work with that guy anymore. You know, yeah, they've they've had they've had superstars walk out of the company. Sure, no, that that I understand. I, I can imagine. I mean, you know, over creative, I mean, overbooking, yeah, overbooking, over-booking. creative your, differences. Yeah, your girl but, Sasha Banks. That's why she's yeah. not around. That's they were getting booked in singles matches instead of defending their women's tag titles. So they were like, "Fuck this, we're gone." Have your homework you assignment this week is to look up the Montreal screw job and report back to us. <laughs> it's it's actually a lot different now than it was even at the beginning of the year, Kev, because when McMahon was in charge, he decided everything. And that's why a lot of the decisions didn't make sense. Since Triple H has taken over because McMahon had to step down, um, he welcomes the the superstars to have input at the end of the day he still makes the decision but he works with them and listens to their ideas to try to to further the story well no right and i and i get it um it's you know because i mean now that i understand that there's actually a story behind it you know there's 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 a progression right there's always the you know good versus evil there's the you know there's the the failure the triumph you know yeah you, you know you've got to you've got to build it in order to to keep your fan base and keep people interested um i just i just i didn't know i didn't know where in that the you know the actors themselves or the, the wrestlers themselves would actually get a an opportunity to have any kind of input but i guess once you once you create an identify identity for yourself you kind of know what your trajectory is and or have an idea of what that could be mm-hmm. and then if you see the picture if you understand the, the bigger picture then you you know you, you could have some valuable input well the biggest thing they can do to control their narrative is connect with the crowd because yeah. that that's really when if the crowd pops Sure. That really means you're you're getting a push to the top, or you're you're getting moved up the ladder. They're not going to do sense. that for somebody who isn't getting a crowd reaction. That makes sense. So, like you know, when Rousey and some of the other girls came out, women when they came out, you know, some of them got a pretty big reaction, mm-hmm. positive or negative. Some of them really they didn't. There wasn't really much of a reaction. Happened. Yeah. So I mean, I, I get that. I I totally get that. Yeah. And uh, there, there's a lot of them continuing on with, with, with your question, Kev. There are a lot who have way more say in their characters than others. Like, as I understand it, Bray Wyatt right now basically has complete creative freedom to do what he wants to do. Like, they're telling him, you know, do, do your shit. Fucking get weird. And because that's that's what he does. And it works. Like, the man hasn't sure. had a match since he came back. But he is already like one of the most over guys in WWE. Like I believe he's already taken the number one spot from Roman Reigns for merch sales. Interesting. So, I mean, well, it, yeah, I mean, if you got a pull like that, I mean, you got to just kind of roll with it. 
which yeah. it seems to me this industry you know that we're talking about you know the the wrestling industry we're talking about it just seems to me that they they have the ability to be more fluid yes um than a lot of than a lot of entertainment might be um just simply because your 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 brand is the personalities that make it up mm-hmm. so that i i definitely look at it differently than i did when i watched it when i was much 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 younger you know back when i was jack's age um mentally not physically um but uh i looked at it back then like it was like it was real wrestling like real wrestling right not that it was um any of it was for show that it was okay if these two guys are out there in a tag team match you know they're going to you know really beat the hell out of the other guys um i i don't know how much of it was show then um but i actually see it now you know now that i've now that I have seen how to make movies, how to make wrestling, how to, you know, how to all the behind the scenes stuff, I actually see pulling the punches. I understand the floor. I understand the breakaway um, props. You know, I, I understand a lot of that stuff now. So it's, it is, it is interesting though. The personalities are very, and that's what makes it interesting. They're, they're very interesting to see develop and to see, um, you know, these, these wrestlers, you know, take on those personas. It's, it's kind of mm-hmm. neat. Do you think we'll ever get the green light uh, for TV 14 ever again? They already have, haven't they? WWE, well, didn't they already? Well, they, 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 I saw TV 2G. They, they were trying. The rumor was that they were going to go like months ago back to TV 14. I guess it's on the table, but they're probably concerned about advertisers uh, possibly pulling. And, and to be honest with you, I don't know that it needs it, and I, I hate to say this because I was totally against the PG era, but but here here's the thing. What's the argument? <laughs> if you don't have solid storytelling and solid characters, adding in some risque elements does nothing but cheapen your product. You know, and and you could just look at the worst parts of the Attitude Era, and you can see that, like May Young giving birth to a hand that was ridiculous. Um, the whole storyline with her and Mark Henry was awful. And it did them no favors that they could do it because they were TV uh, 14 at that point. Um, I mean, if they go that route, I'm excited to see it, but it really just means a little more blood. I think I don't think you're ever going to see the level of sex that we saw in the past because they need to they need to know for parents to know that they can bring their kids to these things and buy their kids the T-shirts. And and I honestly think that's made the story outline, the, the storytelling and the writing better. Mm-hmm. than it was back in the attitude era no offense jack i that that was my era too but i mean back then it was drunk hates boss and beats him up you know now we have much more complex storytelling they are better storytelling but it's kind of funny i bring that up too because during thanksgiving my family's just fucking weird but um literally my mom remembers the tv 14 she didn't watch wrestling she's like is that sexual chocolate guy still there i'm like no mark henry's not there anymore but she knew it <laughs> No, but he is an AEW now. Yes. <laughs> and, and he has one line every week. What is oh, it? <laughs> it? Go ahead. Yeah. What is it? Um. Looks like that's enough talk. It's time for the main event. And my know. favorite part of it is when Orange Cassidy's in the main event. And so they're doing it because they do the promo beforehand. And literally, that is Mark Henry's line. Like, the two will do their banner back and forth, and then they he... Drops in in picture in picture to do his line, but Orange Cassidy, like the other guy, will run his mouth, and then all of a sudden, Orange Cassidy will 
pull out a microphone and do the line himself. And Mark Henry, like, no, that's my line. <laughs> the, these are the kind of guys I like. I like the fucking weirdo wrestlers that are just unique and fucking weird. Like, like that Orange Cassidy who comes to the ring with his hands in his pockets. And Kev, you got to see him. Like, he's one of them you got to yeah. look up and watch watch some of the shit he does. Yeah. He comes yeah. off as this slacker who doesn't give a yeah. shit, but he is one of the most athletic, talented guys I've ever seen. Because he'll pull all these moves off with his hands in his pockets. Pocket, yeah. 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 Like yeah. The- him, him and Darby Allen. Yes. You like the weird ones, Paul, too. I remember when I was watching with my brother and my dad. My dad literally, we're like, where are you going? He's like, I'll be right back. He literally goes and gets a mannequin head and plays the Al Snow theme. So I was like, where's everybody want? <laughs> Another thing you won't see happen again. Like, that will not come back around. Um, <laughs> yes, that whole era was great. and But there was so much fucked up shit that came out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Someone should have been TVMA at least. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Clearing a clearing something out of the way. Um, do we have anything else we want to keep going on this, or uh, we want to move on? Since you know, apparently nobody wants a, a geek pod wrestling show. I mean, we could do it. <laughs> Shut up, Jack. I love it. I mean, if you guys want to have a spinoff, that'd be great. <laughs> Shut up, Kev. Kev. Kev, you can do the theme song. Kev, like, I don't know what this podcast is about, but enjoy. <laughs> well, no, I won't be there. Have no fear. Right. That's a whole different Have night. No fear, Kev will not be here. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm I all think... for the get togethers, though. So that's, we can still do that. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds like that's going to, because I'm watching them monthly at my house regardless. So it sounds like I'm going to have more company now when we do it. And I'm okay with this. So. Um, as long as there's pancakes next time, I just want to see you get out. Of, I just want to see you get out of the corner of that couch. Like you were struggling really hard towards the end. That was great. Simply Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> what are your What are your friends' names that showed up and and you, the the woman went off with Kristen? What's her name? Her name is Amelia. Can you get Amelia to hang out next time? And not oh yeah, she's her? fun. Yeah, she's fun. She is a I ball buster. Like, I just like what she does to her husband. Yeah, she is awful to him. It's great. Yeah. It's so fucking <laughs> awesome. I don't think he thinks so, but I know he loves it. Yes. He wouldn't stick around if he didn't love it cuz he he don't just get that in fucking public. Right. No. It's worse at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> because his name is Mr. Amelia at home. <laughs> <laughs> There's one pair of pants in that family. Yeah, and she owns them. She handcuffs his ass to the bed. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. I think it's time for Jack's erroneous questions of the week. All right. We're in the wintertime and it's cold out. Let's do some winter-themed questions. Snowmobile. There you go. Which city in the United States became the first U.S. city to host the Winter Olympics twice? Twice. Well, it wasn't Lake Placid. Denver. Not Denver. You you said U.S. city, right? Yep. First U.S. city to hold. Tell me what your guesses are, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking Salt Lake City. No. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Lake Placid, but I, yeah, I know it's, it's not right. 
Lake Placid is correct. But when was the first one? 636 or something like that? I don't know the year, but we know 1980, of course. But well, uh, 80, but well, there was there was the second one, right? Yeah, they hosted it twice. Lake Placid was the first city. I was going to say oh, Lake Placid. I thought, That's... I, okay, all right. I, I knew I knew they had it twice. I didn't know they were the first or the first to have it twice. Okay. How did they deal with the crocodiles, though? <laughs> they put them in the <laughs> pond the before the freezes. Well, this one... 1932 was the first time they hosted it. Okay. 1932, so 1932 and 1980? Yep. Okay. So everybody worked together. Mm-hmm. I want multiple guesses here. You don't get one guess because this is... If you get it on the first try, I'll be impressed. I Actually, I knew this one because I had to do... I took this class in history. So Russia became the Soviet Union. What were the years the Soviet Union was um, in Russia? So what year did it start and what year did it end? Oh, fuck. I love it. So the beginning and ending of the USSR? Yeah. Work together. <laughs> the beginning was, well, it was pre-World War II, but it yeah. was post-World I, I will nod War. to these. I will nod to these, so I'll help you out. Yes. It, it was post-World War One, so it's between World War and World War II. Yep. I don't know so, what the exact year would be, though. 19... Is it 30? 36. I'll maybe, give you maybe, a hint. The Russian star abdicated from the throne in 1917. So, so then, 1918. No. No. Well, that's not much of a hint then, is it? 19, 1920. Higher. 24. Lower. 22. 22. Oh, really? We got the year the, the USSR started, 1922. Really? Mm-hmm. That long? Okay. Okay. And then, and then 2004. They, I was gonna say they broke up. No, no, no. Um, I was thinking the Berlin Wall. Yeah, was Berlin Wall. Yeah, if you think about that a little well, bit, because I know when that was uh, because that was I was getting out of the service, and that was nineteen or no two thousand. It was hold on, hold on. Think of the presidents a little bit. Eighty-seven. I was gonna say, wasn't Reagan president when that happened? Yep. You know, ninety. Ninety. Um, it was ninety or ninety-one. When the Berlin Wall came down, because I was supposed to be in Germany. 88. Yeah, I was going to say it's 88. 88. Yeah, it came down in 88. So I'm going to say 1990 for the dissolving of the 88. I'm going to say 92. Okay. So do you want to have one full answer and then, or do you just want to come up with different answers? You can if you want, but. Yeah, whatever. I'll go with whatever they say. I say I say nineteen. I say 1990. and you say nineteen ninety two, Paul. Right? Yes. You, do you want to guess? I don't have any fucking idea. All I have to say is nineteen twenty two to Kevin. You need to have confidence in your answers. Nineteen twenty two to nineteen ninety one. So, yeah, see, you're, dude, you're well, spot on with your well, answers. Well, the reason why I remember when the Berlin Wall came down is because I was supposed to be in Germany. So I joined I joined the United States Army for four years. I went in 1987, six mm-hmm. days after I graduated from high school. And I was supposed to go to Germany. I came down on orders for Germany. I had four years left of my or four months left of my first two years. Right. So that would put me in 1989. So. What happened was I had already had a reenlistment briefing. I know none of you guys even give a shit about this. I, I had a reenlistment briefing where I said I wasn't really interested in reenlisting. To go to Germany, it was a two-year tour minimum. 
what would have happened would I would have had to extend for four months or re-enlist. So they pulled my orders for Germany because they, I already said I wasn't going to re-enlist. At that time, they were decommissioning all sorts of non-commissioned officers from the European theater who were stagnant. They weren't training. They weren't advancing. They weren't doing anything and they weren't assigned. So they were coming out. So they weren't sending anybody else over there. Well, so that, so I, and then I found out, you know, this is after, after shit hit the fan. Then I find out I would have been in fucking Germany for the fucking Berlin Wall coming down. <laughs> we could have seen you, you in the it. crowd. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know about that, but I would have been in the country. I don't know that I would have actually been there, but I would have been in country. We probably would have been pulling freaking uh, guard duty or some shit. But you could right. have probably had a piece of the Berlin Wall or something like that. You could have smuggled See, it back. Now, that would have been fucking cool as shit. Yeah, it would have. Back Very to you, cool. Paul. <laughs> Thanks. Um, all right. Well, I think that throws us right back to commercial, and we'll wrap this thing up. What do you say, guys? You don't have you know. a topic? Oh, shit. Thank you. Because uh, it yeah. doesn't show oh, that way. I was about to say the same thing. Like, you forget about the freaking weekly topic? I did. I did. Which yeah. is funny because it was the very first thing that I wrote for the show notes this week. <clears throat> all right. Um, going in a different different venue here so there's no wrong answer for this you guys ready this week's weekly topic is what is the best cartoon ever the boys will answer when we come back i got it stick with us looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. means it's time for our weekly topic now let me reiterate <clears throat> what is the best cartoon ever go i've got an answer i've got an answer and unless yours is the same as mine yours is wrong <laughs> I got well nothing. all right then i will go first because i don't i don't want to be re i don't want mine to seem reactionary because i have a very strong opinion about the best cartoon ever Okay. Here it, and here it is. It's not just one cartoon. It's an entire genre of cartoons. Uh-huh. And it is the Looney Tunes cartoons of my childhood. 
those Looney Tunes cartoons that had all of those hidden adult overtones that we <laughs> laugh at today and did not understand back then. Best cartoons ever. All right. All right. I, I'll, I'll say that's a really good answer. You have a good point there. But I, I'm I'm going to go and say it. the very best cartoon of all time is Batman the Animated Series. Oh. without without any any question i mean it, and it also had sometimes dealt with adult themes and sometimes not in a way the kids couldn't understand they just might not grasp um but it was just so well done and while it did mm -hmm. spawn a universe of other series while and those other series were good justice league was great but those kind of watered it down and made it more towards kids whereas batman the animated series was almost felt like, like an extension of tim burton's original first two batman movies and it was, and it was designed that way. I mean, it was yeah. a primetime cartoon first. Yeah. Like, that's what they started with. I remember watching that yeah. at, like, 8 o'clock at night on yeah. Fox when it first came on. Yes. And then, Hugh, to your point, uh, R.I.P. Kevin Conroy recently. Mm -hmm. yes. So, oh, I was going to say that one, but you beat me to it. So I'll go different. Um, One of my favorite, I guess you can call, um, because I grew up with Nickelodeon. How about Doug on Nickelodeon from 90 to 93? um billy west amazing voice actor by far and his best friend skeeter valentine that's green <laughs> patty mayonnaise that is black with blonde hair mr bone the principal um the the honker burger like they're just like funny names for their stuff um but they had like some nice little family morals and all that stuff but I know I'm competing with Looney Tunes and Batman the Animated Series and all that. All those names you just threw out has made it sound like you were having a stroke or something. I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> skeet, skeet. Black mayonnaise? What? Patty mayonnaise. That I know. Uh, but yeah, though, like that was a cool show to watch, though, because it was a classic Nickelodeon show. Billy West, he's also the voice actor in Futurama, all that stuff. He's done so many good things. Uh, Roger Klotz uh, was the his the bully in the show. Yes, I know I'm rivaling your good shows. Like your shows are like 9.0 or 9.3. Probably Doug has got like a 5.4 review, but it's still pretty damn good. Show. It's it's your favorite. That's all that matters. My favorite still is Bat. I like Batman the Animated Series. I like that one. That's my oh, favorite. There you go. It's still my favorite show. You know, time. you should have just stuck with your answer. Yeah, just because if we had the same answer, that means we both have good taste. That's okay. I know, but that was I wanted to have a different answer. Carbs. Go Jack. Go Jack. Uh, for me, it's going to be Bugs. Uh, Bugs. I love Bugs Bunny. Looney Tunes, ah. like Jeff said. Um, I mean, all that Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, all uh, Daffy Duck and stuff like that. I mean, Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yosemite Sam. Marvin the Martian. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. All of it. Yeah, oh. there, it, was, it was fantastic. I still watch it. Um, Another one that I that I watched my son was watching when he was little was uh Phineas and Ferb. Oh, that was a good one too. So that was, that was always fun to watch. Him and I would watch it together. Uh, they had uh, two, two episodes and a half hour. So 15 minute episodes around there. They were always fun to watch and stuff like that. But I mean, anytime there's a Bugs Bunny cartoon on or Looney Tunes cartoon in general. Um, yeah, I would, I would definitely watch um, that. And uh, I mean, the Flintstones are up there too. You know, um, I remember used to watch the Flintstones early in the morning before uh, uh, before work or when you got home from school. They would be on on uh, TBS or whatever. So, but yeah, those are those are the ones that I, I I do I do enjoy the Bugs Bunny ones. They're always 
they're fun to watch and whatnot. So, yes, um, Bugs Bunny was always the cool guy, and like Daffy Duck was the one he was always making fun of, and it was pretty neat. Well, you got it, Paul. All right, Paul, what's the right answer? They're all right answers. It's subjective. You can't. There is no wrong answer. Um, but my, my right answer is Steven Spielberg's Freakazoid. Whoa. Okay. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Oh my god! You guys have to look it up, and then you'll thank me. No, I don't. Yes. Uh, between good. that and the Tick, we watched that throughout college and got good. so fucked cool. up and laughed our asses off. Freakazoid is. I actually think it's a parody off of the superhero genre of the 90s from the Batman ones and all that. Completely new character that they created for it. Uh, he got his powers from the internet. Something went wrong when he was trying to surf the internet and it zapped him and basically gave him a split personality. Um, he would he was a nerd named Dexter Douglas and he would shout his phrase of, oh, freak out, and he would turn into the freakazoid had all these stupid powers and everything was just fucking ridiculous and hilarious. He would do all this dumb shit, say these dumb things. I, I, my, one of my favorites, it was called the dance of doom and he's fighting basically a, an erudite caveman. He's supposed to be a caveman, but he's extremely well-spoken and high class and all that. And they're fighting in the middle of a prom. <laughs> at one point he busts into just this ridiculous song that shuts everybody up around him and like it's it was very self-aware so everyone was very clear that he's just a fucking idiot and uh um ed asner was one of the characters in it he played uh the sidekick named uh cosgrove he was literally it was ed asner like the character was drawn just to be ed asner but as a cop and so he played the straight man on all this shit it was fucking ridiculous you guys have to see it <clears throat> it may be one of those that we might have to get together and have a few drinks and watch a few episodes because of course I own the entire series on, on Blu-ray uh, because why wouldn't I? How long did it last for? Two seasons. Okay. Yeah, it was a kid's WB show that again, like all of the the humor went completely over the kids' heads. So Those are the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they do stuff like that because that's how it appeals to multiple generations and it and it spans across different, you know, different types of uh, uh, viewer, you know, um, what, what different things the viewers are looking for. I'm not, I'm not sure what you would, would call that, but, you know, kids will get it because it's, in, you know, it's funny and you jump up and down or whatever, but adults will get it because they get the humor. and Right. It's, it has very broad I demographics. I love yes. that stuff. It's the subliminal messaging, too, because I remember I got Rocco's Modern Life, another show I grew up with. And Nickelodeon, I know you guys probably never seen it, but like you're watching it and Rocco needs a job in one episode and you're watching as a kid like, oh, this poor guy needs a job. But like in one of the episodes, he's like, oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. In the background, it says, yeah, be naughty, be and all that stuff. So he's a sex phone operator. Yes, I, I remember that. Yeah. And he's calling his like neighbor, and the neighbor's like Rocco, and she's like, "Oh God, gotta go." <laughs> Speaking of cartoons, that was a good, uh, good topic, Paul. Um, I almost sent you guys a screen grab from this week's uh, Rick and Morty, but I couldn't find. Well, not a screen grab. I tried to look for a picture, couldn't find it. Um, just I, I'm giving you these updates, Paul, so maybe you'll actually finally get back into it to see what you're missing. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, Rick 
being fed up with all of these supervillains from all over the universe just randomly showing up to fuck with him because he's the smartest guy in the universe and they think if I can take him down I'll be famous and and they get some random examples of that why he's getting irritated as he faces off against the piss master and <laughs> and and cookie magneto that's what I was going to send you He's got a dress like Magneto with a chocolate chip cookie right here. He controls cookies and all things that people generally agree are cookies. That's his superpower. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> I, you got to watch, man. Uh, yes, we. I have to circle back to that. Um, And speaking of things that I'm extremely far behind on, guys, what are you watching? Mm-hmm. Other than cartoons, I got a long list. I see this. Go for, go for it. First <laughs> All right. So let me just run through this real quick. I just got to grab my list down here. Get it up here. I don't want to miss anything. So, all right. So we talked about it. We've talked about some stuff we were watching last week. You know, we finished up Andor and and I finished up um, Russian Dolls. I had a friend at work, um, Paul, um, uh, Dave. Actually watched both seasons of uh, Russian Dolls. Liked it a lot. They they're same nice. thing. They got it into the first season, got addicted to it, and blasted right through it. Uh, thought the second season a little far out, but that's okay. Um, it was, you know, the actress, the the writer is far out, so that's fine. So, but but here's the other stuff. Um, so the other stuff, uh, Kathy and I picked back up on Umbrella Academy season two. Whatever. I mean, if you're into the Umbrella Academy, you probably like it. I, we're 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 struggling. We are struggling to watch these because it's just like so far out there that I just I really don't care. Uh, but we're we're gonna we're gonna muscle through it and see what happens. Enola Holmes two came out. It's fantastic. I mean, Millie Bobby Brown is freaking fantastic, and you know the storyline is really good. Um, her interactions with um, uh, Superman, what the fuck's his name, Henry Henry Cable. Very, very good. You know, he's not in it so much that it becomes about him. He just plays a very small role and he's in and out of it enough so that he's there. And um, she, without, I'm not going to ruin it for you, she makes it very clear that she is distinct and separate from him. And it's very, very, very good in that that respect. One that I may not have mentioned before Warrior Nun is back, finally. Kathy and I started watching, we watched the first season, I want to say before COVID, and it's been this long since this second season has come out. Um, Very, very good. Um, I don't know if any of you are religious at all or have read the Bible or understand the different stories related to, you know, how different angels may have fallen uh, from, uh, from from their post. But it kind of uses some of those some of those ancient uh, uh, stories, and it 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 follows the story of a bunch of nuns that have been sworn to protect people, and it's they're they're fantastic. The the ladies that play these parts, they're absolutely fantastic. It's fun to watch, and it's just a it's just a story that's out there, and it's it's a it's a good time. Is it Where based off of that? a comic book? I don't know. Could be. Where can you find that, Kathy? It's on Netflix. Okay. It's on Netflix. Yep. Really, 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 really good. Uh, we liked the first season a lot. 
second season is kind of picking up from the first season and they're kind of picking up pieces. I'll just leave it at that and let you let you kind of dive into it if you dive into it if you want to. The very last thing I wanted to mention was Ancient Apocalypse. I've been watching that. Have you? What do you yes. think? I, well, I mean, I know knew going into it that the entire scientific community thinks this guy's crazy. Yeah. And um, I, I will say, while he brings up some interesting ideas, if you go and start Googling immediately after the episode, you also find that there's a lot more holes in his theories yeah. than he kind of lets on. But yeah. entertainment wise, it still yeah. is very interesting. Uh, let me give you guys the 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 and this is a this is a not even a ten thousand foot overview. This is a hundred thousand foot overview. This guy's a reporter. He's not a scientist, and he says that very clearly. I am not a scientist. Scientists think he's think he's a crackpot. They think he's a fucking crackpot. But he's been talking about his his not theories, but the way that he has connected scientific findings, real findings, real stories real happenings real ge geographic uh, locations the way that he has co connected these things he's been doing this for like 30 years 30 plus years and he's been talking about it for that long what he believes is that 10,800 bc right after the very last ice age that we had that there was a significant event that happened very quickly that turned it from ice age into an apocalypse basically that rewrote the the entire planet that we know the the, the surface of it just rewrote it his belief and, and he goes through how he figures this out is that there was an ancient uh um civilization uh, civilization that they survived the ice age or no no he actually says it. he believes they survived the ice age but their city or their, you know, where they were from didn't. So after, or or if it did, it, it was different afterwards. But what happened was they all separated and they and they traversed the globe to to hand out, to pass on the science that they understood. And part of that is predicting the next ice age. I'm telling you, the way he ties this stuff together, by the time you get done watching the end of it, you're like, man, that's a great story. <laughs> I wonder if it's true. <laughs> it was worth it. I, I just got into it. Kathy watched like the last episode or two of it, and she, stu she stood there with her mouth open. She's like, what? <laughs> but, I mean, like, like, like you said, if you, if, you, if you watch it and then you go... Everything he's saying is just he's picking, you know, he's cherry picking from information that's out there and he's kind of putting things together. The scientists just blow his theories apart. Yeah. Well, and one of his big um, issues with it as well is that because he can make this argument, they're refusing to even look at it because basically right. they, they're saying civilization started here. He yeah. says, I think maybe it started earlier and yep. here's why. And it, they're not even going, oh, well, that's an interesting idea. Let's look into it. They're just like, you're crazy. And he right. talks about how they're controlling history and controlling information. Yep. So it's a bit of a conspiracy nut, too. Yeah, but yeah. he might oh, yeah. not be wrong. Well, know? that's just it. He might not be wrong. And 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 that, like you said, that's exactly the point he's trying to make is that if these people are actually scientists, why are they not even considering the possibility that it might be something different than what they have all settled on and they just don't question anymore? Hmm. hmm. 
Yeah, it's interesting. No, it's what is this on? Is that a it's Netflix? Netflix. 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 Yeah. yeah, Netflix. Very, very interesting. Yep. He's a friend of Joe Rogan's. I oh. probably don't need to say anything more than that. <laughs> That's yeah. Nothing good or bad about Joe Rogan, but you got to have a certain kind of personality to be one of his buddies. This is true. Um. All right. Anybody else? I watched um, the first two episodes and actually got renewed today, right before we got on our podcast, Tulsa Kang. So um, I'm, I, yeah, like now I need to get Paramount Plus. Corbs is right. I'm fucked. So, but they're running a special where you get it like for $1.99 a month right now. Yes, it's Sylvester Stallone. He's playing gangster, but I dig it. I, I like it. So like wow. literally at, at the end of the episode of the second episode, like he literally starts crying. And I'm like, Yes, I know actors cry, they're acting, but I, I like Sylvester Stallone. I really like how he does this. So, like, it actually, like, the ratings actually, believe it or not, I was surprised. They believe they beat um, House of Dragon, the Game of Thrones show. They, like, killed the Paramount Plus records. I thought this would have only been a one season because I really honestly thought it was going to have to end after one season because I can't see Stallone getting tight casted into a show because he doesn't like to do that stuff. He's an action movie star. So, but. Yeah, go ahead. Didn't, didn't we talk about this already? He gave an yes. interview. He he actually gave an interview. We he wants to do this. Yeah, this we talked about the, it Saturday night. This is exactly what he wants to do. He 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 went looking for this. Yeah, and it's very well done. Like I'm very and he gets to do it his own way. And I'm really and like because I don't want to spoil it for people if they still want to watch it. But like if you like Stallone and you like what he does, like yes, I don't watch Yellowstone. Like. Kevin Corbs, and that's supposed to be a great show, and it's it's Fair great good. from what I see, I hear. But this is good. This really entertains me, so I like it's, it. It's this is what it's not for what? This is what the Sofa King. What Tulsa yeah, King. King? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, on, yeah, and but the last, and I'll keep it short. The sausage King. Yeah, Sausage King. Of <laughs> Abe Froman. Oh, I should have wore that shirt tonight. Um, what was that last thing? Um. Football related, Eagles are ten and one. Watching football, gotta each go week by week. But uh, Corbs, this is for you. Um, there's uh, free safety Chauncey Gardner Johnson, lacerated kidney. <laughs> so he he's out for the yeah. Like I had to like I went into work on Monday. Yes, I could have Googled it, but it's kind of cool. I work at a hospital. I was like to my doctor, so um, how bad is a lacerated kidney? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, is is that bad? He's like. You get that usually when you get in car accidents. I'm like, fuck. So, you yeah. Know that, uh, you know that Chris Sims, the quarterback, Phil Sims' son, had that and continued to play. Damn. Damn. He, he, didn't, he didn't realize it. When he came off the field, he had lost, like, I want to say, like, a third of his – a third of his blood. Like, he was bleeding internally. did not know it. They took him to the hospital when they got there. They told him that if he had waited – another couple hours he would have been dead wow yeah like the the safety literally he got off the field he's like gets on like the cart and he's like literally going like this when he's on the cart i'm like he looks like he was gonna cry i'm like oh my god it looks so did he get hit hard oh my god he got nailed he like got slammed right into the other player like at full speed and he let and the injury is called lacerated kidney he's not it's not over for the season but he's out for a while he leads the league in the interceptions too so i'm like i don't know Next well, man up, uh, there's a guy named Reed Blankership. So um, Mike Tarigo said, you sunk my Blankership when he got an interception. So I was like, that's kind of funny. So I'm like, that's kind of 
<laughs> well, I'll uh, keep it short. Um, this week, my daughter did something that none of you have ever been willing to do. We're sitting there watching TV and I randomly out of the blue, I'm like, let's throw on Supernatural episode one. And my daughter's like, okay, my <laughs> daughter who watches everything through over her phone stopped and has been watching Supernatural, like actually watching it, like it gripped her. And she, like, we sat down to watch three episodes last night. It, we're lucky if we can get through one episode of TV without her wanting to go play games. Nice. So um, that's, again, that's how good it is. Um, she's just uh, blown away by it. Also been watching uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, pretty good. Some uneven episodes. It's an anthology show, but it's worth checking out. Okay. Very cool. Um, the only thing that I've gotten a chance to do is finish Walking Dead. I, I, I finally finished the main series. Um. Has everybody watched that? Who's watching the show? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Am I the only one thinking that that final episode was just meh? Well, yeah. you you were expecting the end of a series, and it's not the end of a series, right? But that's also what I found odd was they didn't really springboard the shows that are coming. Like, oh I no, they did. They did. Yeah, they did. I expected yeah, more out of it. Daryl got sent off and Maggie, you know, kind of hinted that, you know, she might need Negan for something in the future. I, I think that the issue is at the time they were making this show, they hadn't fully fleshed out those spinoffs. They just knew what they were going to be. Okay. Because remember, they finished filming this this last episode, like last year at this time. This is true. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't take that part into account. But it was at least enough where, unless they, they reshot the ending, where they clearly established that daryl was on his own and not going yeah. with what's her name because originally that was the plan right yeah. and then yeah. she just yeah, didn't want to go to europe yeah yeah so you know i wasn't i mean it wasn't a bad hour of tv considering what it's hour and a half an hour and a half yeah considering what they've given us in the past it was if you if you were looking for season finale level walking dead you would have been disappointed because we we didn't get that but they did tie up as much of the story as they could and set the stage for what's coming next and i mean honestly i remember when we used to watch a, a season finale of walking dead we get all nervous because we didn't know who was going to die um it was kind of nice to not be stressed out about that mm -hmm. for once and i mean the, the one person that did die i mean didn't really care about so right i i didn't really care but yeah, really but but it gave nice moments for um eugene and gabriel Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, I was really looking forward. Hopefully the ending would fast forward. Even though we know these spinoffs, it would have been kind of cool. Like, I know they couldn't do like the graphic novel, but how well, Judith... no, they threw that out the window years ago. I yeah. know, but, but like, but Judith was narrating the last couple episodes, yeah. but it would have been kind of cool. At, you see it draw back. Well, well they well, filmed like... that. They filmed that. You haven't seen that in the news. They actually filmed a flash forward ending before they knew what they were going to do. Oh, they oh do really? With an no. aged up Judith and an RJ. Do they do have an old Judith like reading like to her, like a grandson? I well, I don't know exactly what it was. It was she was aged. No, she was aged up. They were driving in a car, going to look for people, 
kind of like continuing the the right story like a road trip um but i i think the reason that they didn't do that is they have a great actress for judith this is not the last time we're going to see her they don't want to end her story because this is all i think they're going to do these spin-offs and everything's going to circle back to something for the main story they, I, I think they will put a proper cap on it at some point um so they kind of need to leave all of those options open okay do you guys, after The Walking Dead, watch Talking Dead with Chris Hardwick? Because he did a great job on Talking Dead for the series finale. He had all these actors on, and I'm like, he handled that great. That was very good. I've never watched it. I've heard, I've been told I should have been all yeah. along, but never it did. It wasn't bad. I did watch it. I, I watched it because I wanted to see. I actually wanted to see who was on. That's all. I wanted to see who, who came on and, and whatnot. So, I mean, there was a couple of surprises. Nice. Um, uh Lori came. Laura came. Lori came back. Nice. Yeah. So, Carl. Uh, Chandler Riggs. Chandler Riggs. He came back. So. Did he? Nice. It was, he was actually in the final episode. Yes, he, he was. He was. Yeah. Um, it was yes. cool. Not, not, as, not, not as Carl. He was a like a farmer in the background. Right. Oh. Yeah, he came to visit the the set on, uh, on the like the final day of filming, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Greg Nicotero was like, "Here, throw this hat on and go over there and pretend you're gardening, gardening, just to, nice. just to get him in there." Yeah. Well, that's up. cool. But it was cool though when you watch like Talking Dead, like they had the commercials. They had Andrea, um, the girl that played Andrea, and she was yeah. a lawyer on the show. And they were like, "Do you need representation?" But she's shown as like a zombie and all that. She so, had the bite mark, the bite mark on her neck. Yeah, she had the bite mark on her neck. It was perfect. It was really cool. <laughs> like she's like, "I'm all dead now, so I can't help you. Have a good day." <laughs> you guys are making me uh, all misty over here, like I'm missing The Walking Dead. I know. Well, I mean, it's all there now. You can go back and rewatch it. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> I probably won't either. <laughs> uh, literally, that's all I had, though. Like, that's the only thing I've had a chance to watch is like getting caught up on Walking Dead and finishing, finishing that, getting ready for next year for all the spinoffs. Basically, so you got anything, Corbs? No, I just I uh, I finished up watching Endor. Nice. I, I powered through that. Um, two episodes Thursday before I went to my brother's, and then so I was on four, so they got me to six, and then six episodes on or nice. five episodes on Friday. So I I, I watched I I, uh, I definitely binged it. So, but uh, I I enjoyed it. It was it was good. Um, I did see that it's coming back for a second season. So. And we have, we obviously talked about that on, on Saturday night when we were all together. So looking forward to that. Um, so that's about it. All right. That's my next one is that I'm making a concerted effort to finish. Yeah. Don't forget the after credit scene. Yeah. Yes. Watch the, uh, watch yeah, the last and, episode and, and, twice. And when, and when we say after credit, we mean after. Like after all credit. the way after? Okay. Yeah. Like the, if the, the credits are like seven and a half minutes long or whatever they are you have to watch until the very end nice of those credits i was like watching yeah. where's this end credit scene yep it literally is at the end of the credits so worth it okay so very yes cool. i agree kevin it's so worth it i can't wait probably it's, only a few more weeks wow <laughs> after christmas or whatever yeah right christmas That's 2025 so so this isn't going to give anything away, but it but it, it ties up Andor pretty well. I saw a meme, and I don't I don't typically talk about memes. This was funny. Guy was setting up dominoes, 
And he starts with a little tiny, little tiny domino. And the last one is this huge door sized domino. The very first one is two guys beat up Cassian Andor. The very, or two, you know, security guys beat up Cassian Andor. The very last one, the Death Star blows up. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. And of course, I watched, I watched Yellowstone too. So you enjoying the new season? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Nice. And there's yet another spinoff coming, right? 1923. Harrison, it's and I, I I was mistaken when I said that it was um God, who the hell that is? Harrison Ford? <laughs> no, that's who it definitely oh, is. Yeah. Oh, it was Tom Hanks. I said Tom Hanks was doing it. And it's Harrison Ford's gonna be in it. Right. Him and Helen Mariner in it. So a couple there's a couple guys in it. Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren. Um Helen Mirren's a guy. Yeah. This week, I did not know that about her. She's him. She's him. Brought act- Sorry, she's brought don't cancel me. <laughs> she's, she's a bride. You can do it all. Uh, James, is it James Badsdale or some whatever the hell his name is? She, he's in it. Um, somebody else is in it too. I can't remember. Uh, Timothy Dalton. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah, he's going to be in it too. So that's funny. Yeah, he he plays. It's Harrison Ford is the Dutton. He's uh, John Dutton, and then uh, Timothy Dalton's character is like the guy who owns the farm next to him, and he's he's like a wealthy guy trying to come in and take over everything, and and it goes to show how they uh, protect the protect their land. So nice. Yeah, so it looks pretty good. That's going to be on Paramount Plus. So I am gonna unfortunately, I think I'm gonna have to end up. Just bring it for Plus, so. Corbs, you buy you. it, and then I'll bum it off you. I'll pay you 99 cents. <laughs> All right. All right. I think that about wraps it up, doesn't it, boys? Okay. Sure. Are you going to okay. drop your nugget? Or... Yes, sir, I am. Drop your <clears throat> nugget individually. <laughs> My personal style these days can best be described as I didn't expect to get out of the car. Good night, everybody, and mega bite me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production.